Hi, welcome to another episode of Veterans Onward to Prosperity. And I am so excited to be doing this particular episode because this is what I call a for fun episode in learning about celebrities and what they did before they became silver screen stars. Did you realize that maybe there was a time when they served in the military for real, not just as actors and actresses? Well, we're gonna learn more about that with our guest today. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Watch for Wild Child Records throughout the GTA showcasing new music releases and updates from all four parts of the globe. Clark Gable, Errol Flynn, they all had military 
backgrounds. Yeah, um, Errol Thing unfortunately did not. However, oh. he wanted to be in the military. Unfortunately, he um, didn't pass. Um, didn't pass um, the military um, physical test. So, if you think about it, that's quite funny. Errol Thing, swashbuckling hero, didn't pass the fitness test. So, what happened? He actually has lots of ill health, so he actually got malaria in Papua New Guinea. And he also had a heart murmur. He had some types of, because he was a bit of a ladies' man, we're not going to say the type of diseases he had. And he had latent, um, he had latent, what do you call it? Oh my God, latent ink TB. If you put if you just put out there that the Mbati idol who was physically beautiful and athletic and was a swashbuckler, a swashbuckler, and was taken over from Godly Fate Bank Junior, putting that out that he wasn't fit for service, that wouldn't be too, too well for the PR at the studios. Unfortunately, no. However, what you don't know is Errol Flynn's got quite a sad story. His son, John Flynn, actually went to Vietnam. Oh. As a photojournalist, he and, and his colleague Dane Stone went over in Nick. In April 1970, over to Cambodia, they were actually, instead of going into lemon scenes, they went on to Mokabite and crossed into Cambodia. But they were apprehended by the Viet Cong. And from that day, they were not seen again. And they were given to the Khmer Rouge. Flynn's son was also an actor, but he was passionate about going, being of service and going out with the special forces and taking pictures of, of the war in Vietnam. So if you look for Sean Flynn, you'll see a lot of his amazing pictures capturing the brutality of war and what war meant. And he actually done also the, the Palestinian war as well. So only 28 when he went missing and Dane Stone was 30 and Errol Flynn's son, John Flynn, was, a, was engaged to be married and Dane Stone was actually married. So that's quite, that's quite sad. So in 1984, his mother had spent so much money, um, Errol Flynn's ex-wife, to try and find a son, never found a son. So that so if you if you put that in so he was missing in action yeah he was missing he was actually they believe he was murdered by the camera oh that's sad that's really sad but what i loved is that i was i'm a big fan of jimmy stewart and lots of you may not know out there that during the heyday Jimmy Stewart decided to give Hollywood up. 
go and fight for same fight in Europe. But and but he was also a trained commercial pilot before entering World War Two. So Jimmy Stewart did over twenty missions of hair raising missions and he was also a commander of a squadron. So he was he was if you look at his military history and his military record, it's essentially my father loved Jimmy Jimmy Stewart because he because he actually served in the war. And that's what my father loved about him. Like he was just one of those he was one of those nice, humble nice humble one of those nice humble people. He was down to earth, he had no ears and graces, he did his duty, but I I think after what happened, I don't think he was ever the same again. Because there's also stories that he had PTSD and lost about and lost so many pounds. And I do believe that. The, the war the, the war World War Two, the war in World War Two was brutal. So he was commanding Bombers B-24s. You've got B-17s and you've got B-24s. So B-24s were mo- mostly done in long range in the Pacific. They also did, they also bombed in Europe as well. But what I find fascinating is he came over and risked his life. He could have, he could have been killed. He could have been, he could have been not the Jimmy Stewart that we know and love. And I just think there's a book about him as a bomber pilot and think people should read it and see about what he what he did. And the fact that there's pictures of him and back at home in 1945 and his father's hardware shop speaking to the, the, oldest, the oldest employee that his father had. And it kind of reminds me a bit of my father, because my father was a tiler, and he ran a tiling shop, and my father fought um, was also in World War, World War II, and he was in the army, so I'm proud of his service. Unfortunately, he never went to abroad, but he had damaged eardrums, mm. but he still served in the, in the UK. However, my father, his name is Italian, so my father was actually quite bullied in the, in the British Army because Italy, Italy was an enemy until 1943. But what people don't know during the war in 1943 in Italy, it was still divided. So the North was in control by Germany, and the South was controlled by the Allies. So I'm from the north of Italy, so my great-grandfather was actually a commander in the Pathogens and fought fought to fight Hitler. So he was also the mayor of the city, the mayor of the town at the same time. So he would go and bomb bridges, (laughs) bomb bridges, night and then um, 
but then he was also well educated, so he used to to help everyone to, to read and write, and he used to help them. And I'm so proud of that history. I'm so proud that my great grandfather actually fought Hitler, and but he was betrayed. So unfortunately, he had to spend a lot of time. In hiding in the mountains of Italy. Wow. And, and during that time, when um, someone killed a German soldier, it was really bad retaliation. So they would kill ten, they would ten, kill ten civilians for every German soldier that they that was killed. Uh, and no one, no one. Told where my father, what my great grandfather was, no one told on him. He had so much respect for him, and that makes me proud. And so I think watching um, these programs like um, stars like Jimmy Stewart and also Clark Dable, you may not be aware, actually served as an airman and actually did a film the air and actually was a real gunner as well and he actually did about five missions but he actually did a bit more than that but what people don't realize people talk about cop gun being the first aerial combat movie no 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 that was done in 1943 and it's actually a documentary so i want people to have a look at that and say wait a minute Popped on the scene, claiming they're the first to do aerial combat. Uh uh, no, you're not. And I'm quite like that. I'm quite, you know me. I, I like to say, no, there is movies before then. So he had like a camera operator and a sound man. And but he also fought. He also, um, he, he almost, one time, he almost never came back because a bullet ricocheted off and went up the turret and just missed them. But what people don't realise is Adolf Hitler put a price on Clark Gable's head because he admired Clark Gable. I don't think Clark Gable would be like that, but I think what happened is his wife, he married his wife, Carl Lombard, Lombard, I think, and in 1939, unfortunately, he died in 1942 in a horrific air accident in, in the United States. I don't think he ever really got over that. I think, although he was a womanizer, like Ella Flynn, I don't think he ever really got over that death. And I think that's the reason his... Um, and his what his lovely wife did a lot um of raising money via war bonds and that I think is really really quite touching and I think when he went to when he went to to England and it's funny Jim, Jimmy Stewart and and. Stuart and um, Clark Gable were actually 
actually, I believe they were friends because they were actually under the same, the 8th, uh, the 8th Air Force. So I, because I think Jimmy Stewart, if I'm not mistaken, went to Clark Gable's funeral. Or, or either Clark Gable or thing, I can't remember. But what I, that's what I love about searching and then finding out about things. Because what you don't realise is lags in Scotland, where just down the road from me, was where the Battle of D-Day was actually was actually organised. Wow. So we're going to talk more about where D-Day Battle was organised and talk a little bit more about Jimmy Stewart, Errol Flynn, and a few other people that might interest you. And uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Let me introduce you to Frank Sinclair. He has a business called Dream Again Business Consulting. Frank believes that you were put on this earth for a specific reason. It's his job to find out why. If we follow the natural course of your life and your story, it always leads to your purpose. Hi, Jay Stoyne here for the Disability Channel. I just want everybody to know that you can subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out quarterly, offering all types of opportunities, including our employment programs for persons with disabilities and veterans. Again, subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Stay updated. I'm Jay Stoyne. You're watching the Disability Channel. What's the cost of freedom, life, limbs, sanity? To survive, Soldiers need hope and help. Won't you help? Pledge $22 a month to the Veterans Ranch and give hope to returning U.S. military. For details, click the link and give hope to our returning military. Just $22 a month. Hey vets, you know who I am. This is Ranger Johnson. And I want to help you to get the VA disability rating that you deserve. And if you want to know more about the Ranger Method, please go to championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation now. Stay in the fight! Thank you. Welcome back. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired Adam Levin on Veterans Onward to Prosperity. And this is an episode that's unlike any of the other type of episodes. We have been bringing you information, resources, and sources by which you could take, build a new life, get on with your transition, and have a life worth living. But today, we're doing something for fun. We're doing a little bit light stuff. We're doing like, did you know type of episode in the fact that all of the folks that we have loved uh, in the movies and, and uh, uh, TV shows and things like that, Jimmy Stewart, it's a wonderful life. He is the most famous for that, was at one point in time bombing Europe. Yep. Errol Flynn, 
a swashbuckler in all of those swashbuckling movies. Couldn't make, make it past maps. Now that's kind of funny, right? Because <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't think he had stunt doubles back then. <laughs> I think he's the one who was in those scenes, right? Yep. Yeah. And Clark Gable. Oh, who could not forget Clark Gable? Clark Gable, the handsome, you know, tall, dark, stranger, handsome kind of persona. Well, did you know before he hit um, the, the silver screen, he was hitting something else <laughs> and, and bombing? And did you know, too, contemporarily speaking, they all three of them were contemporaries, but Jimmy Stewart and um, Clark Gable may have served together in the same battalion. This is really interesting stuff. Who else do we have? What people don't realize is that Jimmy Stewart ended his service as a brigadier general in the Air Force. And he's the only one that's actually, I think, in the Hall of Fame for aviation. Wow. And he won so many medals, so many honors. He is an absolute war hero. So we, so is no. it, excuse me, is it safe to say that in his transition <laughs> from going from the Air Force to civilian life, landing him in Hollywood? Yeah, but he was in Hollywood before that, but because oh. he actually won he actually won an Oscar before going to self. And that's what makes him so different to most others. He actually his own life at risk and I think that's so precious if you look at now like for example we were talking about um these and uh, combat movies I remember a tv series over over there which was about the I think it was about the Gulf War that was it was only one season two tour of duty one of my favorite series is from Bravo we're talking about MASH, one of my favorite series of all time. And you told me that the song for MASH is about suicide. And I'm like, um, and also China Beach. I remember China Beach and I love China Beach. And I, and I, I used to watch like, mo um, and people don't realize that a lot of like, for example, a lot of our female veterans invisible so I like to find out what the female veterans and what you may not realize um during in Britain American black GI soldiers and women were treated much fairer during World War II because we don't believe in segregation we don't believe in segregation so we did not have segregation in the UK so a lot, some of the of of our females went out with black servicemen because we don't see a difference. We see the person, and we don't see and how they were treated and how they were respected over the UK led them to come over back to the US and demand more rights. 
which led to the civil rights movement, which I think, wow, that is something beautiful. Wow, I did not know this. And you may not know of a, of a incident in, in the UK called ba the Bambara incident that um, during that American uh, MPs actually, actually decided to shoot, have a war with the, with the black soldiers due to the fact that the, that the town or the small town that they were in, three of the pubs decided to place banners saying black, black surface men only as, as a protest to, to segregation as during World War II, the segregation, unfortunately, that, that was happening. So we decided in the UK to show, put posters up saying black surface men only. Just to be funny. Yeah, and what, so to say that we would not, we would not do, we don't support segregation and we don't support it. It's something that we never supported. And the history of Glasgow, where I'm from, is where anti-apartheid, the anti-apartheid move has started. So we, um, our um, councillor, our Lord Provost in 1981, decided to give the key of the city of Glasgow to, Rob, to Nelson Mandela and Robin Island. And that started the apartheid, anti-apartheid movement. So for me, it's very important that you remember that it doesn't matter um, how long ago someone's been to war, PTSD affects everyone. Um, and if you look at a lot of like surface people, and especially like the Hollywood, the kind of Hollywood, which was Clark Gable, I had a big, bit of a crush on him, not actually, Elfling, I, I must admit. Aeroflane, um, one of my favourite movies is Robin Hood with Elephant. Oh, yeah. and, and I love him with Olivia D. D. Harvey for and I I must admit I'm not a fan of Gone with the Wind. Everybody loves it, but I I try to sit and watch it, but it's too long. I don't have the attention span, but I do like um these alien work. And I do like the misfits with um, Marlon Monroe. And I just think it's, and also it recently, um, it's been quite sad for his family because he, his grandson died in, 19, in 2019. And he was only 30 year, years of age. And that was um, Black Gable the Third. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I I also believe like we had for for a long time we had national service and national service were taken away. So I think in, um, I'm from Italy as well. And national you have to do a year of national service in Italy. But you, you, you must. Um, I don't think it's. I'm not too sure if it's like for girls. I know. 
boys have to do it and they have to do it for a year. Um, and so my brothers had to write, write in and say, I'm exempt because I live in the UK, but we have Italian passports, we're dual nationality. So I just love watching war movies. It's not about, one of my favourite war movies is Have a Name in Pride, which is a story of Violet Sabot, who was, who was, um, she was a spy and there were so many civilians, so many people during World War II that did so many amazing things as well. And I just, I love um, reading about Hollywood stars that you wouldn't think of being, uh, being in the army. I think, I, I think the guy, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I, the, the person, one of the Star Wars actors was in the army. As a matter of fact, um, I'm looking at a website right now where it talks about Queen Elizabeth drove a first aid truck during Absolutely. World War II. She was in the Women's Auxiliary Territorial Service in England. Absolutely. She drew, she, so hello, <laughs> talk about celebrities. And I'm also on the uh, site for female, B. Arthur, as in- Absolutely. The 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 one on Golden, you know, Ma. She was Ma. Uh, I love I love the Affleck and the lovely first uh, member of the Marine Corps, Woman's Reserve. Before she was pick. Dorothy. Yeah, and the lovely Betty White, the Betty White that recently passed away. I love her. I just think she was just a top notch. Yes, I I agree. I don't know that she served in the military, but oh my gosh, if she started in Hollywood at the age of eight, and she left um, the the scene in her late nineties, folks, that's like ninety years in an industry. That's unheard of. Yeah, that's just she's she's just uh, she's an icon. I uh, know. I mean, James Blunt, the singer James Blunt, was a captain in the British Army. Okay. Also, Jennifer Marshall from Stranger Things yeah. served in U.S. Navy for five years. So this many, is... so many. There's also now um, uh, more politicians and female politicians in, in America that have served, which is, can only be a good thing. The one of the women that is an actress in um, Army Wives. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name, but Zule Henio. Yeah, if, oh, Army Wives. That's a good one. Yes, yes. And she served in the U.S. Army for three years. So what we're getting at is the fact that, no, you don't necessarily have to transition from uh, military and, and go on to the silver screen in Hollywood, but that it's just kind of interesting that yeah, someone like Ethan Wonder Woman, Gail Gadot, served yes. in the Israeli Defense Forces for two years. Yeah, they have to serve for at least two years. And, and Israeli well, Wonder Woman, she, she is amazing. I love her. And she's actually really humble and really lovely as well. 
I'm really down to earth. Dr. Ruth, Dr. Ruth, Ruth Westheimer. She's Dr. Ruth. Everyone knows her as Dr. Ruth, the sex therapist. She trains as an, a sniper in the, what they call the IDF, which is, I guess, the uh, Israeli Defense Force. I know. I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to be out in the dark alley. I'm running away. Let's. Let's let's hear it for a female veteran power. Female veteran power. Absolutely, it's about empowering um, young women to believe in themselves, and I think it's really important. Like that, young. We also have to remember the people that is. We have to remember the families of the army those in the army, navy and the armed forces and they serve as well and it's really important that we recognise them and because also during World War II there was over a hundred thousand war brides that came over to the US. There was two million, <laughs> two million Americans came over to Europe and some were staged in Europe, some stayed in the UK and be honest without america i don't think we would have we would have won the war yeah we, we did two years um fighting them before america entered but i don't think hitler realized i think hitler um underestimated um, great britain's resolve and i think he was fighting too many wars and too many fronts um, yeah this is true um, Harry Belafonte served in the U.S. Navy during World War II. Kirk Douglas fought during World War II. So many Adam Driver. Now, we know Adam Driver. He's contemporary. Before yeah. he joined Star Wars, he was in the Marine Corps. Yeah, that's the one I'm reading, Marine Corps. Clint Eastwood. Served in, he was drafted into the army during the Korean War, and he was in the Korean War. Elvis Presley, did he not serve? Elvis Presley, yes. Morgan Freeman was enlisted in the Air Force. Yep. James Earl Jones. Oh, I love his voice. His he voice is... joined the army during the Korean War. Chuck Norris joined the Air Force. Elvis Presley, yes, we were just talking about him. He was drafted into the Army. Tom Selleck also served in the Army National Guard. Wow. That's pretty cool. So this episode is all about the celebrity status of yeah, those absolutely. in the military. Absolutely. There's so many of those who could have... Um, Draft um, dodged the draft, but they didn't. They chose no. they chose to 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 serve. Right. It's not, uh, it's not war is not pretty. War is brutal. No, there's no winners in war. No, no that is true. But in doing your duty, you do what you you need uh, to. Absolutely, serve. you do you do your duty to protect freedoms. There's countries outside the, the UK and the US that don't have the freedoms that you and I have. 
just women out there that would not be able to have um, be educated. There are certain women in the Middle East that cannot sing on their own in public. It's not allowed. Or certain women are not allowed to fault. That's wrong. And it's only recently that they're being allowed to drive. And certain women do get killed for civil rights. Absolutely. Um, and there's also, like, for example, like we, we talked about in the past, human trafficking as well. And there's lots of celebrities that are stopping that. And that is something that you and I are passionate about. Um, people don't realise a lot of ex-army veterans, female army veterans have PTSD can end up human trafficked, and it can happen. People say to me, no, that's not going to happen. Yes, it can. It can happen. There's so this many... and age, I know. We really have to be aware of a lot of things. And uh, not just be aware, but know that there is a part that everyone can play. Maria, this has been awesome. I mean, like I said to, to my audience, this has been a different type of show that we have been used to doing. But hey, it's a it's it's a, a lighter, you know. But it's also an awareness thing. It's also we talked about a few things. We talked about um, several stars, people that we're very well acquainted with, um, and how they before they came to Hollywood served in the military. We talked about too the fact that there are some issues that are going on today uh, for military transitioning. And we don't want to just skirt those issues anymore. We want to address them. And we're going to do that right after this message. Ron salutes as a LinkedIn business strategist and relationship advisor. He's the co-author of 21 Days to Success with LinkedIn. He's a guest speaker for the U.S. Army on Veteran Transition. Contact Ron at his website. Hi, I'm Eric Madras. You're watching the Disability Channel, showcasing abilities. America lost 22 yesterday. She could lose another 22 today. When is enough going to be enough? At the Veterans Ranch, we work with veterans, first responders, and their families through horses. The money you donate helps us expand our programs and help get that number down to zero. Help us serve the ones that served us all by going to project20,000.org and pledge $22 a month. Mike Merwin here, U.S. Navy retired submarine officer turned entrepreneur. I turned my hobby of 25 plus years making beef jerky into a thriving small business. Made in small batches with only high quality ingredients, it's not good, it's crazy good. A portion of all proceeds helps save military lives. Order now on www.crazymikesjerky.com using code CB10 for 10% off. Welcome back, Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Anna Maria Blivin, and we're talking to Maria Zane, who herself happens to be, I want to say a Hollywood actress, but you're kind of like a Hollywood actress. You know, oh, you're too kind, you're too kind. No. Um, uh, IMDb, you're, you, you've done movies, yeah, but, TV, yeah. 
Have you done plays? You've done plays? Yeah, I've done plays. I'm the co-host of HMP Ability because I have this, I like to use the word enable. Um, I'm a writer, director, producer. Uh, I am being developed and mentored to be a development producer in children's TV. I'm a senior consultant for an organization. I, I work for, I'm going to be working for a studio soon. So yes, I'm, I'm going to be the head of the disability section for the Ramsey International Film Festival um, this year. Um, that, um, that festival does the Fight Back Awards, which is we help, we promote and we also show films that have been made by ex-army army fits, talking about issues of PTSD. Um, so that is really important to us and we want to be able to then also help teach filmmaking to these to these ex-army veterans so they can tell their own story in their own way and put the word out there. So that's something that we're that's something that we're doing, which is really, really important. Um, so Maria, if we happen to have a veteran that is listening to this, or even a warrior, someone who is uh, serving right now, but um, is interested in what we're talking about, how would they get in touch with you to learn more about the filmmaking, especially if they have a story or want to do a documentary um, series? Yeah, what I can do is I can leave my e email address with you. If anyone reaches out to you, you can okay. pass it on to me. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, so they can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm quite, you know, I'm quite approachable, hopefully. Um, um, so we we are working on on the organization on save for save twenty two for twenty save um. To save 22 and I'm telling you more about this because remember before we went to break I said that we've got some issues that we're not going to skirt around anymore we're going to get real about them so real the same as real as what we're talking about with uh, the the Errol Flynn swash blocking in, in the swashbuckling in uh, Robin Hood and uh, Jimmy Stewart in in the uh, it's a wonderful life and Clark Gable and um gone with the wind those are not real per se those are real to us as we were watching them but folks we are now watching cases where our military brothers and sisters are going into a dark place and they're not able to get out of it maria in her producing uh fashion and in all of the studios that she works in are banding together with us and we are becoming a bonded sister across the pond because this is not just indicative of uh, male and female veterans here in the united states it is a worldwide crisis where people who've served in their served their country just as we were just talking about who have served their country and did their duty and in the transition from being in that service to coming out of it and into a civilian world couldn't find their way and many of them have decided that once they get into that dark place, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And the next best thing for them is to check out. In other words, commit suicide. We want to prevent that. 
We don't want to go beyond just the awareness of it, right, Maria? We want to go Absol beyond the awareness of it. Absolutely. Because, like, the frightening thing is not just 22, it's now 33 in, in America. It's rising. And is it related to COVID? Is it, is it, we don't know, but I think it's related. No. I don't think it's related to COVID. I think it's related to not having a family unit. When you're in the army, you have a family unit. You have, you're a part of a team. You're part of, of an organization. You've protected. Yes, it's, yes, it, it's tough, but we need to be honest and upfront and open to say, yeah, we are, um, we're, yes, we're hurting. And I think people don't want to admit that they're, that they're, they're feeling, but they feel ashamed and they shouldn't feel ashamed. Well, it's not just that. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that we were programmed as military veterans and warriors that to ask for help is a show of a weakness. Absolutely, that's what I meant to say. If you ask for help, it's a show of weakness. You have to have this tough exterior. You have to be able to be tough. Yes, but your mental health can, it, it's so, can be so damaged. If you, for example, if, if, if see um, stuff that you cannot, you cannot understand, you come back, you're, you're going to have to reacclimate it to civilian life. For example, if you go into a set and you hear about something about a fire, that could be, that could set up, because my friend was in the army, was saying to me, noises, like noises, we set them off, we set, we'd start to panic, being in, being in crowded places, we start to panic, it was always been looking at his surroundings, but he was trained like that, and I can understand that. Um, but, so what is really sad is what has happened in, in Afghanistan after 20 years. Afghanistan is now going to be in humanitarian crisis and it's going to be really, really bad. And we spent, we've got, we spent so long, both with your, your side and my side and Australia and other sides, spent so long um, doing there to give girls the right to be educated, to give girls the right to be, to be who they want to be, and that seems to be all, all gone. Maybe, maybe not as much, but it's just it, it's it makes me sad, and it really makes me. If I really, I'm really frightened for these girls. What are they going? What are they being forced to be in? And for example, people talk about um, all these all these um, organisations out there, but we have to watch and be and be careful. Because recently in the in the UK, we had a terror incident incident outside a hospital. Luckily, people um so, but also. Those, those, those ex men and women and ex warriors, the stuff that they have to go or see, and especially if you look at um, Operation Underground Railroad, what they see, they go and um, stop human trafficking, 
they do they do a fantastic service, but the stuff that they must see and what must witness must be heartbreaking. Yes. It most, it most certainly is. So um, to wrap this up, I simply want to say to the audience, I hope that you, first of all, it's been on the light side. So the his, history of a lot of our favorite actors and actresses that have served in the military and now we enjoy them in the movies and TV is incredible. Also, mm -hmm. that's expiring. That's inspiring to know that, you know, not not everybody's going to go and transition to Hollywood, but it's possible, right? Because the others have, have shown it to be, the, to be the case. But more than that, Maria and I, even across the pond, are joining together so that we can prevent military suicide by making it possible for folks to have housing, employment, treatment, therapy, credit background check uh not check but the credit and background repair let's face it when people go and uh, have a problem or struggle with transitioning they end up in pay places and doing things that they otherwise would not be doing to mask the pain but if they get into trouble we now have a resource that will help repair that situation which is important because if you're kind of in trouble with your credit and your background, it's hard to get a job and hard to get a place to live. So while all that's going on, that's in transition, you get to stay in a place that's safe and secure with a lot of camaraderie, a lot of support, exactly what Maria just said, that community that was missing because now you're not in the military anymore. Now you get to be in that camaraderie, in that spirit of support, in that you got this um, all, of, all through the process. You're not alone. One of the three things that we realize when you get into a dark place and you can't get out of it is the fact that you're feeling alone. You're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know which way to turn. Well, with Project Die Hard, there is a home front forward operating base that gives you the footing to and the firm ground by which you can get on your feet and stay on your feet. 222 to save 22 is a fundraising um, event uh, for which we are now engaged and moving right along. And you're gonna learn more about that as the days go further into and get closer to February 22nd. But until then, this is Master Sergeant retired Anna Maria Blivin and Maria Zaney saying, be all you can be, signing off. Thank you for your service to everyone that's out there, ex-military warriors, and God bless you all. And in my prayers, you're not alone. We have your back. <laughs>